Welcome back, everyone, to episode four of The Movie Bin. My name's Ryan. I'm Colleen. I'm Mary. I'm Christian. And we are here with episode four. Uh, what we're going to discuss is our special Christmas, Merry Christmas Merry edition. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. You filthy animals. You gave it away. Well, it probably says it on the... It probably says it the, on the episode. I think people know what they're getting into. This is Home Alone. This is our <laughs> Home Alone episode, which technically didn't have to be a Christmas movie, I guess. It could have been it could have been happening at any time of the year. Right. But Christmas was a great choice. Similar to Die Hard, how that could have happened at any time of the year. I haven't seen that I've one. I've never seen that. Me neither. My God. Should we review Die Hard? <laughs> it's not it <laughs> Is that a kid's movie? It doesn't really fall in the That's same a magic. category. Is magic it magic? There's no magic in Die Hard other than Bruce probably, Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis is magic. <laughs> he is the most magical part of that movie. <laughs> You've never seen a Die Hard movie? No. None of you? No. Oh, one. It doesn't need, sound like something I would like. <sighs> we need to have another podcast where I, I have a whole <laughs> list of movies that Colleen just missed out that on. That was back when... Netflix would send you DVDs, which Ryan, Ryan still, still gets. gets still, still. <laughs> Ryan's <laughs> living in the 90s We're currently, in, which is like 2017 right now if you're just listening to this podcast. <laughs> if you're just listening to this podcast in the future and you find iTunes <laughs> in the post-apocalyptic world, <laughs> and this is all you have to keep you company. Is the... Netflix will not be sending DVDs at that point. <laughs> I still get DVDs, yes, and I have a queue that I am chipping away at. Uh, so anyway, great. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Home, home Alone. alone. Colleen, Merry Christmas, by the way, to everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, some Christian. people. Some people. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, Christian. Stra- Stropko sounds like, can we say your last name on air? Oh, sure. Yeah. You just did. Stropko sounds like it might be of Hebrew descent, maybe. I did go to uh, Jewish preschool. So, <laughs> we're, we're not wrong. So, Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> and Mary, uh, what is the what is the entry word to Kwanzaa? How do you... The what? entry word. Yeah, like Merry Christmas, Happy <laughs> oh. Hanukkah, Joyous Kwanzaa. Ooh. I don't know if that's Hope the you right have a intro, but Kwanzaa. I'm into it. I'm, okay. I'll Google it right now. How Perfect. do you say? <laughs> well, while you're doing that, Mary, please, can you talk through, well, a little bit about what our podcast is and then maybe about our movie today? Okay, so this is a movie. Uh, I'm. <laughs> what well, good start. <laughs> this is not you a movie. You missed the first part of my question. <laughs> Oh, by the way, guys, it's Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> happy Kwanzaa. Okay, happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. Kwanzaa and Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Listen. I, like, I mean, you can use different ones. For you different can be happy like, about more they, than one thing. No one says happy Christmas. Hanukkah doesn't own the um, word happy. In Harry, Harry Potter, Potter, they, they do. do say happy, happy Christmas, Christmas, Harry. And we would know that if you would let us review movies with magic in them. Watching movies with magic <laughs> in them. Next week, Harry Potter and Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> a double feature. Ooh, a Ooh. double feature podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should review one adult movie and one kids movie. <laughs> 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 Sounds we like something we don't want to review. We can't advertise it that way. We'll get an explicit rating. A, a grown-up we'll movie. We'll have to start labeling As, everything NSFW. that sounds bad. PG-13. Uh, Mary, what kind of podcast is this if people are still listening This is a podcast um, made by optimists where we tear apart everything we loved as children, <laughs> um, specifically movies. We're not allowed to talk about anything with magic in it, but we talk about plot holes of our favorite 90s kids' movies. That's great. And for some people, Die Hard was a kids' movie. What have we hit so far? I watched um, Training Day when I was a kid. Okay, that's, that's probably different. Seems a little heavy. With Edward Norton and... Who, Denzel was in there, Yeah, right? Denzel Washington. That was a pretty... I didn't watch that to my freshman year of college. But... I watched it as a six-year-old. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not talking about training day today. We're talking about Home Alone. Happy happy Christmas. Yeah. Uh, happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs> as it were. Um, Mary, can you tell us about Home Alone? Well, give us a little background, maybe. Directed by Chris Columbus. 
the, our second Chris Columbus movie in a row. Yeah. Uh, Chris Columbus directed Adventures in Babysitting, the first two Harry Potter movies, which we've already made a Harry Potter reference today. So, As in wanting to watch it. Well, <laughs> you can watch it on your own time. We just aren't going to talk about it here. Uh, he also wrote The Goonies and wrote The Gremlins, two great movies from the 80s. Um, and then John Hughes, who we all love, yes. played a big role in Home Alone. Um, and you would think Home Alone, a pretty perfect movie, right? Yes. I mean, watchable almost any time. Yep. Agreed. Christian. Anytime. Anytime. You watched it probably the most recently. Yeah, we, uh, Mary in and theaters. I actually just watched it in the theaters. It was awesome. It was very funny. Is it still in theaters? Is that, I haven't. Uh, no. It's okay. never left theaters. Window. No, that was. <laughs> it's been in theaters <laughs> the whole time. It's been in theaters for <laughs> 37 years. For 30 years. <laughs> it was filmed in 1990 or released in 1990. I was not even born yet. So this was prior Me to neither. Mary's birth. Christian, are you serious? 91. So I was wondering, right. Mary and Christian are babies and Ryan and I are old. So only 50% <laughs> of your hosts were actually alive when this movie was released. If you're, That's crazy. If you're, My parents weren't even married yet. If you're wondering how seriously to take this review... Half the people giving it weren't alive when the movie was released. I actually feel like that's a bigger deal because that means that I like went back and watched true, it true, instead true. of just like seeing it by accident. That's fair. I was seven when this is released. I was four. No, was I? Yeah, I was seven. Wow. Wow. Four. Colleen was four. Christian, right. Christian was pre-birth. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, can you tell us about the plot of yeah. Home Alone? Most people have seen this. If you haven't... Uh, you should. You should. Uh, no, I mean. Okay, yeah. If you haven't seen Home Alone, you definitely should see it. If you have not seen Home Alone in the theaters and you find out that it's playing near you, cancel all your plans. Call in sick from work. Go see Home Alone in the theaters. What if you have a big work. work meeting, though? <laughs> <laughs> You're making fun of yourself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, I am. If I do it, they won't. <laughs> not true. <laughs> not true. <laughs> um, so... It was so funny in theaters. I just have to say that first because it, wouldn't you agree? Like it was so much funnier. We were like rolling. Everyone was rolling. Everyone was the first laughing. time seeing it. Oh my gosh. They it were was rolling. So they were laughing. They were gasping. That was the best yes. part. It's I've like seen it this was movie like turn a corner and everyone goes. <gasps> <laughs> it, was so, oh it was so dramatic and it was so funny. <laughs> Man. It was so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. So this is um I've watched this movie for my whole life. I think it's so funny. And I love it partially because it also takes place in Chicago, just like Rookie of the Year did. So many Chicago references. And it's some unnamed So many commonalities. Should in the be, movie, we should do seen. a niche podcast that's only 90s children's movies based in Chicago. <laughs> I think we may be so at the end off. of it. I think it's just these we'll two. We'll see. I'm sure we'll come up with others. I didn't even know that there was two. <laughs> um, finding new treasure every day <laughs> it's a great like I honestly I walked out of it and I could only figure out like two things that were not realistic in some way because the 90s 1990 was like a very different time than it is now it's true so it would be a lot easier to get lef left home alone by your parents I don't even That's think true. that do you think yeah I mean I guess so <laughs> oh, Philip Explain the plot. Okay, the I'll explain right, the plot. Then let's jump into a couple Christian things. Christian, help me, please, because okay. people say you don't talk enough, so. Yeah, we've got a lot of feedback <laughs> okay, that so Christian doesn't Home talk Alone, enough. Home Alone is a movie about a kid being left home alone <laughs> during Christmas time. It's great. His parents is that, go to Paris mm -hmm. for some reason. I'm not sure why. Okay, I'm taking it His over. brother, is <laughs> the dad's brother. Wow. Well, this is why Christian I wasn't sure Christian. why. This is why it's Christian's role is the trivia guy. His brother lives in Paris. 
Mary, can you please um, continue? Yes. So the movie starts um, with a very busy household and yeah. a police officer who is standing in the foyer. Um, Which no one trying, seems to care about no, at all. Literally no one cares about <laughs> we'll the police there. talk about that. But. Um, the house is big and beautiful, and there are literally people just, like, everywhere. It's chaos. It's a, If you have a big family, it's, like, any family Christmas, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, just with, like, an uh, even more realistic amount of bullying happening. <laughs> that that's, that felt true. pretty real it's to me. Again, very getting into the real details of the issues. You need to set the stage correctly. And the thing is, is that all these people love each other, but don't really like each other. Like most families. (laughs) Everyone's rushing around trying to get ready. It kind of almost seems like they're going to have like a Christmas dinner, but then um, the pizza guy comes. So (laughs) it's not really a Christmas dinner. This is where things start to get really tricky because there's a couple <laughs> things that I noticed on the big screen that I did not notice on the little screen when I watched it before. <laughs> on the little screen. Um, the little screen. Everyone is mad at Kevin. Kevin is the like main character in the story. He, who, how do you say his name? Macaulay Culkin? Is that Macaulay? how you say it? Macaulay? Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay? Fern Gully. You sound like Fern Gully Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next movie. Again, on the list. I've never said an icon, <laughs> an icon of my youth. And you're just like, how do you say his name? Is it Macaulay? Macaulay. 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 Oh dear God! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I've never said his name out loud. Rescue before. us from ourselves. Re- Sorry if that stressed you out to be listening to it at home, just Macaulay wishing I could say Clark it correctly. Um, <clears throat> So everyone is mad at him. They all think he's annoying. He kind of is annoying, honestly. Like he is the like quintessential little cousin or brother who you just like want nothing to do with. He's kind of whiny. But they all um, go down to eat in the kitchen, have some dinner, and he spills everything trying to punch <laughs> someone. Push Buzz, them over. right? Buzz, mm-hmm. yeah. Some sort of bullying is happening. Per use. His older brother. <clears throat> yep, and he knocks over all of the milk, getting wet. This is the thing that's really important. He gets soaks all of the tickets and passports, and we watch his parents throw his tickets in the garbage without. Yeah. I didn't even realize I've it never until that. this time when I watched <laughs> it because that's like something that I've always thought was a major plot hole. Was was it was the '90s? They had their tickets ahead of time. They had their passports. How did they not realize he wasn't there? Yeah. And we watch them throw his stuff away with paper plates by accident. Seems legit. It does seem very legit. They thought about it at least. Yeah. yeah. Like, they did. They were trying to not have plot holes in something that's relatively implausible. Look, John Hughes is a master, and Chris Columbus, uh, he's, he's great as he well. He found America. He did find America, so you <laughs> imagine he could make a movie without plot holes. So, I'm not saying that this is any level as far, uh, it's not on the same level at all as blank the check. immature yeah. blank check or Mrs. rookie Doubtfire. of the year, Mrs. Doubtfire, even, where they, they're asking us to do a whole lot. But I do think that it really... It, it kind of tainted my view of how much pain the human body could take. <laughs> how much? <laughs> very good point. How much my parents maybe would? I mean, the dream is to be left home alone and be able to run your house like this when you're seven or eight, right? Yeah. I mean, like you eating know, ice cream for breakfast, watching movies. That, is, if there's any, not be if there's watching. any seven-year-olds that are listening to this, you can do that once you become an adult. Yeah, you can stay home alone <laughs> whenever you'd like. No one's making you do anything. <laughs> I ate breakfast. Today, <laughs> don't was, we all? Well, it wasn't Back to the story. Sorry. So, <clears throat> Kevin gets exiled. His, his uncle says that famous look. Look what you did, you little jerk! Again, super mean family. Super yeah, mean. mean. This poor kid. I don't. Th- I think that even if I was annoyed with my own kid, I'd probably be like, okay, that was maybe too far as an adult to I insult this child. I wish we got child. like the Home Alone prequel so we could figure out what Kevin did to make everyone. Yeah. 
That would it be seems like all he did was just exist. He, he hasn't been alive that long he's for him just to really upset his uncle like that. Yeah, like, that is the part that's I would really love surprising. The, uh, I the, wonder if he's like a prankster. He definitely has a smart mouth. He's a little, he, is, he may watch too much Simpsons is because that's I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons Me because neither. Bart had a smart mouth. Anyway, mm. so he gets exiled Simpsons. to the attic to sleep, which doesn't seem fair. But again, there's so many people in the house that I guess they don't have enough beds. And when he he, he says to his mom that he hopes that they disappear. And then when he wakes up in the morning, they have. And it's because the power went out overnight <laughs> and they slept through their alarm. The drivers knock on the door to get them and everyone just starts. It just is chaos, pure mm-hmm. chaos. And his mom um, <clears throat> tells his sister to make sure that all the kids are counted and everything's good. But there's so many areas in which they could he could have been left behind because the neighbor boy's there and he gets counted instead and then leaves. Everyone gets into the van, but the kids are in two different vans, so mm-hmm. it's easily split up. They get to the airport. They're the famous running through the mid uh, O'Hare airport scene that is like so. I feel like that's like Does iconic. Does everyone dream just of running. doing that too, though? Of like, <laughs> no, I, I hope would to love never run to in an sprint. airport. <laughs> I have. I try not to run, let alone in an airport. That seems like a guilty pleasure. Like I would want to do at some point. Is I'm so late for my flight. I, I walk. I've only seen it happen a couple of times. Where I, people are just like. With I their walk bags. down that hallway in O'Hare whenever I fly home to Chicago for Christmas, and I think about it every single time. That scene. Should you just run next time and just to see I, what it feels like? No. Even if you're an hour early. <laughs> no, you only, should, we'll no. film. You'll film it, and then we'll put it on. How will I film it if I'm running? It'll be like Like POV. What's our? We have a website now, right, Christian? Yeah, themoviebin.com. What? There's nothing there yet. But the domain we own, we are squatting on it. By the time this episode airs, we are waiting for someone to buy our podcast. What's going on on our website? Sponsors, merch, sponsors. This is not. This is a video of Mary running through the (laughs) O'Hare Airport. (laughs) That's going to be the background of the website. <laughs> Just, Just a rotating loop. gif of that. That'd be great. Oh, God. That sounds awful. All right. So they're running through the airport. They're running There's... through the airport. Barely make the plane. Everyone gets seated. Parents in first ca- class, kids in coach, which seems very fair um, to me. But it's just another reason why she didn't see her son was missing. Okay. Feels like she's forgetting something and st- sits up and is like, it's Kevin. We forgot our son. That sucks. Gets to the airport. Uh, the the tries to call home. Phones are broken because a tree fell on the power lines. Right. Kevin mm. is on his own. He wakes up and he's like, "I made my family disappear." Basically, the plot the of Left Behind. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen Left Behind, but yeah, based on the assume. title alone, I would assume. say that it's exactly Cameron the same. wakes up and says, "I, I made everyone disappear." I made my family better. disappear. He probably doesn't because that's how the rapture <laughs> works: is that one person made everyone disappear. Please don't, please don't uh, fact check that. Though, Kirk, if you're correct. listening, um, sorry. Kirk. <laughs> Kirk. Thanks, um, Kirk. So Kevin's home alone. He just goes like crazy while the family's basically panicking. We're leading this like duel back and forth between his mom melting down and um, and him just like living life basically until we cut to the burglars. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, and then what happens, Christian? I was not listening because I, I was mean- looking at trivia. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. At least he's staying in his lane. So, staying in my lane. Just like the when the burglars come, what happens? Um, so uh, <laughs> the burglars come and they start the sticky uh, bandits. This no wet bandits. Wet Sorry, bandits. sticky is the one too. <laughs> the wet bandits um, because they go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Ryan almost lost the laptop. The We're good. Um, We're good, guys. Across the street, correct? Yep. They go to the house. The neighbor's house. They start. Uh, what's his name? Marv. 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 Um, Marv. He, and Frank. Marv. You don't know no, how to Uncle say Frank. any names. <laughs> he just starts taking everything. 
and just knocking stuff <laughs> off the shelves. It's actually super rude. And yeah, it's like, like very not a really like, way to van- like, yeah. like steal th- things from gonna, people. That's all what I've always wondered: why burglars ransack versus like kind just of take like what take you a need. couple right. small things and then yeah. maybe they don't understand. They're not hot on the trail right away. People are like, "Where did I put my watch?" Right. And then, they, then they lost their watch versus right. like ransack the house and pulling exactly. all the drawers out and then leaving them. Right. Maybe but that's then, why I'm not a burglar though either. I don't understand. Maybe that's that why you should. Oh, be that's a why. It's just because you can't you can't see yourself. As <laughs> I can't. I can't picture myself. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen, have you ever been robbed as a rich person? <laughs> Has anyone ever broken into your summer home? Into my uh, <laughs> car last year. Did they? They did. Oh shit! And they ransacked it. They pulled everything out of my glove box and left it all over the seats. That's so rude. When you drive a Mercedes, what is it? S class. <laughs> What's the car you have it's now? A 2006 Toyota Rav Four. <laughs> just want to make that clear. Limited edition. Limited. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, not true. So the burglars are ransacking, but they put the they put the towel in the sink, yep. and he turns the water on. So he's flooding the house. He's, he's flooding just the doing house. Insurance. He damage says it's going to be their calling card. It's legacy. Yeah, and that's totally understandable. And I actually think that's so funny <laughs> because so funny. you know what, burglar or not burglar, I appreciate someone who like enjoys their work and makes <laughs> their life fun. That's and that he's just like giggling. He was branding before branding was a thing. Yes, he was. True. He yeah. was like, they will know us by our flooded homes. There we go. We are the wet we bandits. Are the <laughs> But then they, they, like the goal of the whole thing is to is to rob the the house, like yep. the the main house, and yep, that's like that's their like dream the house. They came there, but they thought that someone was home because they went there, um, to try to break in, right? Mm-hmm. And and they thought that someone was was home, and so they go back that night and what. I don't remember. I don't remember that. We just watched. They go back to home and what? (laughs) What? They try. Oh, they try to go there that night because he had been there the night before, and they're like, everyone's gone. And oh, um, he flips the light switch on in the basement because he's freaked out. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. so they're like, maybe someone is home after all. He goes back know, porch light. Yeah, is... and he goes up and hides under the bed. It's great. Which is so smart, honestly. That's exactly as an adult what I would do: flip on a light, hide under the bed, <laughs> or just get motion lights. Like I don't, I don't know why they Who thought has someone... money for. Mo- I'm not Colleen. <laughs> My gosh, <laughs> <laughs> motion lights are pretty. It, I mean, it's kind of standard. Maybe not in the '90s, but have you seen Kevin McAllister's house? This I, thing they is are a fine. Mansion. The I could department. maybe get like those clap-on lights. One of those. Oh, yeah. Man. Those were that was a '90s thing for Those sure. Yeah. '90s. All right, so they they think somebody's home. We're going. No one's home. No Fast one's home. Forward, no, one's no one's home. home. They're, and, so they're in Paris, and the mm-hmm. parents are freaking out, trying to get uh, a flight back. They can't get anything because it's Christmas time. I get it. And so then the 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 rest half of the or no the rest of the family just goes while the mom stays at the the airport to try to get a flight. She's mm-hmm. trying to barter with people to get. You know, tickets exchange, which was really poor bartering, also very poor. I mean, well, she was I mean, giving away like some prize stuff, like yeah. rings, earrings, yeah, um, money. first class tickets, money, extra money. Some, but apparently, it's normal to just have five hundred dollars in your wallet. Well, look at is that it? family. Yep. Colleen, that is normal. <laughs> <laughs> I have twenty five cents. Colleen finds this to be a very relatable movie. <laughs> but then, in terms of just assets, I don't, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> but then, I mean, fast forward to a really odd part. John Candy. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's in the airport. Yeah. In a, Uncle Buck. Yeah. yeah. In a world-famous polka band. Yeah. 
that's only known in Such one small suburb. Interesting of the side place. plot. Like, where? <laughs> so why? Why not? I love it. Why, yeah, why not? Someone needs like to be a little expository with the fact that um, the mom feels really awful. Like she feels she like feels a bad really parent, bad. but she should. And they she end up using, forget a child as the as a it parent. It was an accident. It was an accident. No. She didn't There's, forget him on purpose. Mm. It's not like she left him behind and then felt guilty. Like she, didn't even, she just she doesn't even like him. this child. I know, and I think she feels bad about that. And that's what we find out because of John Candy. And then he's like, "Listen, none of us are good parents." True. This is a little further down. He's like but. the wise old sage in the movie. Wise old polka he's sage. The, he, yeah, he's the guide. He's the one who helps her feel a little bit. Because otherwise, we would just be frustrated with her if we didn't see her like feeling bad and really like wanting to change and appreciate her life more. When she came back, I don't think that it would be as like rewarding for us as an audience it'd Correct. just be like oh well this kid learned his lesson and his parents still suck like she's, I get it. she's doing better now and i hope that all of those polka players kids ended up finding the same fulfillment wow <laughs> that's great but <laughs> then like, the, the ending the, line the, the, like he puts a booby traps in the house yeah he saves the again he saves the, the house. dream of a child is to like protect their home from burglars right. is that With, the dream of a child i don't, I don't know, know if that's I accurate like, I think booby traps you, and playing pranks is like the dream of a child. But that's what I'm, you want to do. Like you, as a, I think, as like a seven-year-old or maybe seven to twelve-year-old, like, like you, like you have thing. these dreams of like burglars and protecting yeah. your home. I think it's like, a boy thing. Yeah, I used to dream I had of protecting fire escape plans in case my dad's enemies came and burned the house down. I had this. again Mary's dad's enemies. <laughs> 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 He didn't have any enemies that I know of, but apparently I thought he did. So <laughs> I had stab plans, vampire plans, and stab fire plans. plans. Yeah, stab like if, plans. He came, if they came and stabbed my parents, and I wanted to like. You should not have watched Training Day at such a <laughs> yes. young age. It all goes back to watching movies that you should have been watching Home Alone, not Training Day. My parents were like, "She needs to learn about the world." Probably censorship was not a thing in my house. Let's make it real to her. Spent some time listening to um like. I don't know, like iced tea and watching Training Day. Gosh. <laughs> wow. You know, a normal Saturday morning. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, so <clears throat> the the house is movie trapped. Uh, that's when it's kind of the fun part. You know, yep. see a lot of like uh, oh my gosh, slapstick so injuries. Funny. It's so funny. I I hilarity just cannot ensues. help but laugh when people fall down. I think it is it's so, so funny. funny. The is, only one cemented. that really bothers me is when Marv steps on a nail. Oh, like to, that is one of the. We can it, get like, to the injuries. Pain. We can get to the injuries shortly because that's where I feel like most of the plot holes lie. Oh, in there Hubble is Lung. one thing that we skipped over that was pretty bad. The shovel man. Oh yeah, old man oh, girly. Yeah. I'm sorry it? for skipping that. Did you everybody. say old man what? Girly? What was his, his name? It was old, not old man girly, but I don't think it. it's important. Um, it is important. <clears throat> old please. Old he, man Marley. 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 Girly. They're not far off. They are very far important off. because he. They think he's some like murderer. Killer. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Which actually. is ridiculous. But, but he, he would kind of does. Next door neighbor. He's yeah. More, they make him look. He looks very creepy, and he. He's, a, big he's a good. What kind of Samaritan? Good Samaritan is he though? In a in a neighborhood like this, you would think they'd have you know someone who who's going to ice the sidewalk, especially for in you. Chicago. Right. Yeah, but that's yeah, probably why they're rich because they don't spend money sidewalk, on stuff like that. It's called a budget. Yeah. That's smart. That's good. They did financial peace. <laughs> They don't have an envelope for sidewalk salting. At some point, <laughs> but they should. I think Dave Ramsey will become the ultimate sponsor of this podcast. Brought to you by Financial, financial Peace. peace. <laughs> financial, financial Peace. Financial Peace. So, Do you too want to live like Colleen? You <laughs> go through financial peace, and you, the, all your financial dreams will come true. So um, they, it, at the beginning of the movie, pretty much they set him up as this like really scary guy the yeah. whole time, and so Kevin consistently runs into him 
during like different scenes as he's like out and about on the town buying groceries, <laughs> meeting Santa at church. He's like really resolved that he's going to defend his house. And this scary guy just keeps popping up and reminding us that he's still a kid basically and afraid, mm-hmm. um, which ends up being interesting. Good insight. Yeah, really good, good insight. I appreciate that. Well, uh, I guess let's, let's move to the plot holes then. Okay. Yes. Um, um, should we finish the movie really quick? Go yeah, on. Let's okay. talk about how The it house is. gets booby trapped. To... Everyone falls down except for Kevin, who turns out to be a master pranker. True. Um, spiders are up... involved. Yes. One spider. Ooh. On spider. Spiders, on spider. nails, feathers, blowtorch, hot things on the Micro doorknob. Micro machines. Yes. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And those things seriously they hurt. step on. Those <laughs> oh. are the worst. And then he ends up sliding on a rope with bicycle handles. It's called a zip line. To... It's a zip he line. He made it. Sliding. So it's important to distinguish that he made it out of bicycle handles. That's fair. Which is very innovative, and he was way ahead of his time for a seven-year-old. Seven-year-olds can barely tie their shoes, let alone do all this. And so he goes down the treehouse, gets into the neighbor's house with the wet bandits. So smart because he basically took advantage of what they were doing originally, called the police so that he could like not be associated with it and get in trouble. But they uh, finally got smart at the end of the movie, tried to murder him, um, (laughs) which is interesting. Child murder again? (laughs) Again, not a big deal in the nineties. Yeah, blank check is Um, cool. And who shows up to save him but old man Marley, who is actually old man Girly, who's really (laughs) actually has an old man with a heart of gold and a a, a large band-aid on his hand and scoops him up and takes him back to his house, leaves him there. Kevin apparently cleans literally everything up. I don't know how. Makes sure everything's perfect for Christmas. Wakes up the next morning. No family until Kevin. Is that you? (laughs) <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. And then <laughs> he's cleaned the house perfectly. His, Probably his, the biggest plot hole is that a seven year old can clean this house, house up. and thought, like, hey, I should except have Except for this. Buzz's room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that might have been true. personal. I'm sure that wasn't an that accident. That seems very personal. And uh, then everybody shows up. They all hug and they love each other. He and they remember the, the meaning of Christmas, though. which is to um, love the people that you have in your life. And uh, I don't think, take them for granted. Don't take them for granted. I think that's all wow. great. Okay. It's true. Now, let's talk to about... To the plot holes. To the plot holes. Let's begin with the late John Hurd, Peter McAllister. Mm-hmm. What kind of career does he have in order to afford a home like this? The Home Alone house was sold for $1.5 million last year. I mean, he could have just been... In and Chicago? Then take his whole, the Chica- yeah, in Chicago is a huge business hub. He could easily be in any sort of, like... Financial Financial, stuff. freight, any I feel of like that. Though, drugs, it was before any sort of drugs. economic... <laughs> That would be interesting. <laughs> what a plot twist. That would, um, this was before any of the economic downturns happened. So, like, Chicago was a I don't huge know, The Great area Depression was for... kind of a big deal. Kind of. <laughs> you know what I mean. We all know what happened in 2008. Yes, it was not true. great. It hadn't happened again. No. No, it hadn't happened in the 90s, at least up to this point. Okay, so. It's a big house. But do you think the house awesome, is big lots enough of rooms. for him to sit? Yes. <laughs> big table, too. Of course. Lots and lots of food. <laughs> <laughs> Today's can, podcast brought to you by Audio Adrenaline. <laughs> Big, big house. If you know, you know. If you don't, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Save yourself. Uh, no, do you think... No, here's my question, though. The house, does it also... Like, if you are also paying for your entire family to go to Paris, should you have a bigger house? Because Paris... He's not paying for it. His brother paid for it. To, brother for them to go to it. Paris. That's right. Which is also... My question is, what kind of brother jobs. pays for 15 people to come to Paris? Especially Uncle Frank. And that he lives in an sucks. apartment? That guy sucks. Uncle, Uncle Frank, Frank is the is worst. The worst. 
can we go back to the cop? If there's a cop in my house, yeah, I mean in anyone's house, I would, I think you would think someone would be like, uh, "Hey, officer, is uh, is our problem?" But people are just walking by him, even yeah. the adults, ignoring him. He's talking to he them. He could have not been dressed as a cop; just been a man standing in the foyer. <laughs> like, yeah. Why even go with the costume? They don't care that you're there. You could have he also some of the seems help. to confused as to why they don't care that he's there, though, to That's be true. fair. Like, he does not get it either. Now, the plot holes, again, they are not nearly as egregious as some of the movies we've reviewed. This is more, it's also, this is one of our favorite movies, but I think, for me, most of the issues come with the injuries, which we don't have to get there yet. If you have anything else we can talk about, we can hit that first. Well, one, right. I don't even know if they paid the pizza guy. <laughs> oh, they, they did. Did they? They did, yes. I know they talked about it. No, the mom, the mom seeing. comes out and okay. pays, and, she, and then the pizza guy goes, nice tip. Oh, yeah. Nice. Right, which is pizza guy and the mom? Hello, Clark. Hello, Clark. Hello? Question mark? Uh, Clark. Clark. Hello, Clark. Clark. <laughs> Did you know Little Nero's Pizza? That's the name of the pizza place. It was supposed to be a playoff of Little Caesar's Pizza. They're ah. both Roman emperors. Nice. There's your trivia that I just read off of Shoot. A, a, a website that has some humble trivia. <laughs> Missed that. <laughs> um, I don't really, the only thing that I'm really confused about is that even in the 90s, so this kid is seven, it's not like he's 12 and could be running errands for his mom, right. but he goes to the grocery store and buys stuff, goes in and Chicago asks questions, again. yeah, but they're not downtown Chicago for sure, like they're definitely in a suburb, but even then, like, lit- like nobody is asking him so what doesn't I think are. the cashier ask where his mom is at the grocery yeah. store? I think she does ask. She's in but the car. There's like no that. one who's following up, even though he's like walking around on his own and going places, running errands, going to church. If I saw church. a seven year old just cruising around, I probably would would be at least alerted to like that seems that youth seems a little young to be yeah. alone. I'm just surprised that no one said anything. He did walk around fairly confidently though. True. Like, if you see a seven year old who looks lost, that's like yeah. But a seven year old who looks like they know where they're going, yeah, like, then you're okay. fine. You let him I'm go. sure this is fine. Colleen. He's buying toothbrushes. Yeah, he made of, responsible choices. I did see a very funny post about how uh, overpacked his grocery bags were when he left the store. <laughs> <laughs> what sales did clerk did that? Plot to that <laughs> Who made him carry the groceries? Why were they so heavy? Why? I, that's true. Carrying laundry detergent that far would actually be pretty hard, even if that was the only thing in the bag. I agree. The only people who followed up were actually the bandits. That's true. Because <laughs> you remember he's walking down the street, and then all of a sudden. They're about to run him over yeah. in the van. That yeah. And that's the point where he finds out, he makes a connection with the gold, gold tooth. The gold tooth and the police officer. I guess yes. They do a whole lot to have some continuity here of yeah. like the gold tooth and right. how many different ways that they could have forgotten. It wasn't like it was a yes. family of five going to the airport and they somehow just forgot one of the kids. Like no, there was a lot huge of amount of people. A right. lot of options for saying, okay, that might have been the thing where she didn't realize her son wasn't there. So those aren't plot holes at all. I'd like to get to the injuries if we can. Okay. <laughs> just jump I do right love in. the injuries. I mean, it is the funniest part for sure of the movie. But uh, there's a man named Dr. Diego. Um, I'm not sure how you say this last name. Pony Man is how I believe it says. P-O-N-I-E-M-A-N. <laughs> Dr. Pony yeah, Man. Dr. Diego Pony Man. So I'm, I'm not even sure. sure if he's a real person. But he's a doctor based in Central Park, New York. Um he did a whole analysis of the different injuries that Marv uh, and Joe Pesci kind of sustained throughout this movie. 85 different injuries <laughs> in 16 separate incidences. Where, 
We are. Uh, so we're just reliving. We can just now. walk through some of these. The first one, the BB gun injury, where he shoots him in the face with a BB gun. I know it's so funny. My mom would have been so mad if my brother did that to me. He says lacerations in the forehead, close range probably wouldn't be enough to fracture the skull, but it would break the skin and even get lodged into deeper tissues. That's gross. It also probably wouldn't break through the pants depending on the fabric, but there could be and probably would be seriously lasting damage to the testicle. In fact, if it was a direct hit, especially at that range. Yikes. <laughs> 15 potential injuries and the stair falls throughout the film. <laughs> His diagnosis, uh, Harry and Marv fall down a lot in this movie. That is true. Constantly That's landing so on their backs. So a lot of... Funny. <laughs> These, guys, these are not it's athletic burglars. These are not this. the cat burglar <laughs> from Ocean's Eleven. Can I tell you what my favorite is? My favorite is the simplest one, but the ice on the stairs. So funny. <laughs> I mean, that... He just, he gets <laughs> Even with the railing, he keeps falling down. It's so funny. <laughs> it looks like he just got legs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like a baby deer. <laughs> Dr. Diego's die. die, die. Di- diagnosis. Diagnosis. <laughs> wow. That's... Wow, wow, wow. I'm having a hard time with his name, Diego Ponyman. I can't say Diego. the words following it. <laughs> uh, the diagnosis of Dr. Diego. I'm having... Diego Ponyman sounds like a fake name. That's why... Dr. Diego Ponyman? That's why I just spelled it out. What were you doing while I was... While I, was just, I was looking up facts. It's Diego fine. Ponyman is the Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Dr. Diego Ponyman Looks is... Looks to the left and uh, sees a pony and a man. It it's sounds, like Ponyman. It sounds like a pseudonym for Chris Columbus, like he yeah. might have put out this information. Let me explain to you... <laughs> oh shoot! Oh, so at any rate, the, really pa- the, the different falls these guys make. He says neither one of them would be able to get up to get up after any of these falls, especially at their age. Any of these tumbles would definitely be enough to send them to the ER immediately, with herniated discs, bruised or fractured tailbones, multiple spinal fractures, broken limbs and ribs, and serious deep tissue bruising, including internal bleeding. And that's just a start. Damage to the coccyx or the tailbone. <laughs> Had to enunciate that yep, well. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> says that they, these two men are old enough to have underlying health concerns the rest of their lives based on the falls alone. Okay. <laughs> Iron to the face that uh, Oof, Daniel Stern oh, takes. I hate that one. In one of, uh, That's Kevin, good makeup, though. It is, it is great makeup. Uh, he says, it, probable concussion, potential an orbital fracture, eye muscles can get caught in the fracture, which is a very serious emergency. Loss of vision is possible. Could develop raccoon eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is bruising, develop those. bruising tissue is, around the is eyes. Is that a medical term? <laughs> that's, that's what he's, it's in quotes, so I'm not sure. Raccoon eyes. Uh, Mary's favorite injury, the nail in the foot. Oof, Wait, hold on. I Before nail that. in the foot, you actually, the iron though, is that would never have left a mark the way it did. That's true. It wasn't it a hot have had to been We held, don't know. One, it would have been, had to have been like held on there right. too. Not hot. Not we hot. don't know. Maybe well, it was. We well, I guess it, we could probably make a guess that it wasn't hot. Can we talk about just real quick? Hit it up. How genius was that? The laundry chute, putting a oh string gosh. to make it look like a light. Oh, like, so smart. It's so smart. The things Kevin, Kevin, Kevin is a master. Brilliant. I have, a Kevin went on to do some pretty big things. No you Google. Have to no Google. He's probably an engineer. No, no. This is pre-Google. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the nail in the foot. Uh, the sound effects. It's awful. Christian, you should appreciate that. Yes. The Christian sound design audio engineer. of that. If you like the scene. way this sounds. It's because of Christian. Go to strop.co for all your audio and podcast needs. All, all or needs. dog sitting needs. Or, or uh, dog sitting or wedding DJ. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. Thank you. Back to the uh, nail in the foot, which uh, it's like a four-inch roofing nail, which looks very painful. Well, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't like, which Well, which nails do we have? Is this a trim nail or is this a roofing nail? It, uh, it looks it's like a roofing nail. nail. I'm impressed you know, I don't know trim nails. I do know some things, just not says The lingering things. effects of this injury could get intense if not properly treated, which it doesn't seem like Marv went to get this treated no. immediately. No. <laughs> no, since no. he went to jail. Yeah, deep tissue infections, uh, including bacterial infection, he could... Uh, would hope that the nail is not rusty, but uh, could definitely injure some tendons, tendons, including the perforated fascia. Yep. Fascia. Mm-hmm. Fascia. I'm not good at medicine or, <laughs> or the names of muscles. But it says he wouldn't even be able to put weight on this foot after stepping on that nail. Moving on. Not surprised. That and, was atrocious. No, the, the genius of Kevin again, because he put the tar, like the roofing yep. stuff, yeah. on the steps, which had he had to take his shoes off, mm-hmm. then his socks, yep, and just barefoot on the nail. Wow, he knew exactly wow. what was going to happen. That kid. He says uh, it's almost scripted. I think it might have been. <laughs> it's as if an adult <laughs> planned this, <laughs> and not a seven-year-old. <laughs> I think Kevin might be nine. By the way, uh, no, he's seven. He's seven. Are you sure? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm looking this up. <laughs> I am not sure. <laughs> I feel pretty confident that he is seven, so but doctor, I am not sure. <laughs> Dr. Diego Ponyman says the most... Uh, He's eight. We're wrong on all levels. <laughs> Take the well, average. we were both close. Wow. He said that the hand branding on the doorknob is the most accurate... Uh, injury that would take place. The branding on the hand, even the coloring of the tissue is the most accurate. It would be a second degree burn, not a third degree burn. And that this probably <gasps> wouldn't be a, a scar that would remain forever as opposed to, opposed to the results of a third degree burn. But perhaps some permanent color changes and immobility are a distinct possibility. Yeah, second degree means you feel everything. Third right. degree is when you have enough nerve damage that like, you could just go into shock. You might not even feel it. So Marv... Uh, Gets a foot injury. Again, another foot thing with the <laughs> ornaments. Boy, really going after the man's feet. Uh, steps on all the Christmas ornaments. Just, I mean, he was so cautious. Too. So, so painful, though. Man. When you just, oh, you just know. You just know when it's happening. Even though I've seen it 50 times every time. It's I'm so like, no. painful. Uh, it's going to hurt. Dr. Ponyman says uh, the glass will become embedded <laughs> in the foot Pony and be, need to be removed piece by piece, which would prove very difficult. He would not be able to walk at this point at all. The embedded pieces <laughs> would go deeper and deeper, cutting his foot with each step. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's awful. Probably so would terrible. not have put his shoes back on, though. We need to put in the description for this not to listen if you're squeamish. That's true. This is this. is We're getting uh, in the serious stuff here because we're moving on to the flamethrower to the head. <laughs> <laughs> how did you even think of uh, that? The that classic so flamethrower to how the head. How did he know how tall he was? Uh, that's true. How did he know? Actually, I just remember it's at a high angle. Joe Pesci's a short so. little guy. You probably would say, oh, I know at least he's the short one. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming that he's coming in this door. Uh, we are... We, <laughs> So th- this is the one where Dr. Ponyman says this is a potentially very critical injury because his skull could melt off the top of his oh, head. Shoot. His skull? Skull would melt based on the I didn't the know heat. that bone could melt. Open dehydration and infection doc- almost certainly. He stayed in there so long. For some reason, he could have left much earlier. I think he was surprised. The fire would have spread and more than just the top of his skull would have been affected. Even the heat coming from the flame would have impacted the surrounding skin, his ears, his eyes, etc. If he possibly could have survived this, there would have been horrible <laughs> scarring for the rest of his life. I don't even know what to do with all of this information. <laughs> <laughs> the tar and feathering. Probably no serious injuries. Okay. Maybe just emotional scarring. <laughs> emotional scarring. 
Sorry. Is that what Dr. Pardon Man says? <laughs> Dr. Pardon Man. He's got a good He's moving on more into kind of the psychoanalysis of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You don't well emotionally rounded. recover from being tar and feathered. Oh That's funny. God. The micro machine falls. Pretty intense fall here. Marv is still shoeless for some reason, so he would have potentially hurt his feet even further. They are clearly on the verge of paralysis at this point. <laughs> that guy's poor feet. Oh, man. Paint bucket to the head. Another concussion. Definitely possible, causing serious long-term neurological damage at this point. Blunt force trauma to the head. A broken nose. Fractured skull is possible. An epidural hematoma is a distinct concern at this point, which that would knock serious. out more than one tooth. Major dental work would be needed. We need a few visits to an oral maxilliofacial surgeon. Wow, you did a good job on that <laughs> one. Assuming that is how you say that word, hoping they have good insurance with good coverage and low deductibles because <laughs> being professional criminals, you're going to assume they don't. Pony <laughs> and, Man wrote that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, he can only assume that the paint can to the face would knock them out cold at this point, and especially after the other major brain damage throughout the night. Um, tarantula in the face, again, no injury, just a lot of um, emotional stress involved. <laughs> Did you know Daniel Stern would only shoot that scene once, by the way? He was so I afraid of spiders. And they said he didn't actually scream during that scene. He, they put that in later because it was going to mess Terrified with the spider. Terrified it was going to... Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, my gosh. Take for the team, Daniel Stern. <laughs> uh... The crowbar to the chest, where Marv hits. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci in the chest with a crowbar. I forgot to say, but this is so funny to Dr. think about Dr. Ponyman says, cracked ribs, potentially more internal bleeding. Composite bleeding. Internal bleeding. That sounds bad. Could possibly have damaged the lung. <laughs> and then, finally, the fall from the treehouse. Uh, more of the same. Everything mentioned above on the previous falls. This is one they're not getting up from them. He says, expect heavy injuries, possibly critical, especially with everything else they've been through. Strange, strain to the cervical, paraspinal muscles possible. Would need a cervical collar for a while. Uh, the finger biting. Yes, you can Super bite Super creepy scene. Did you know that Joe Pesci really bit his finger that's and what... put a scar on his finger? Okay, that's messed up, messed but up. like, whoa. But like, <laughs> what but a like, memento. Whoa. But like, that'd be great for like two truths Can you imagine being <laughs> like, people, somebody being like, how'd you get that scar? And being like, actually, Joe Pesci bit my finger. Which is pretty neat. It sounds like the lie. Uh, right. But it's not. <laughs> but it's and not. And then finally, the uh, the penultimate injury. No, maybe just the last injury. Penultimate being the one right before. I'm using words I don't fully understand right now. <laughs> You're using words I fully don't understand. <laughs> when old man Marley Gurley hits them in the head with a snow shovel. Oh, yes. Uh, he says, temporary blackout, another concussion, almost assured, definitely now at risk for the epidural hematoma. If their night wasn't over before, it definitely would end right here. They would not be able to walk to a cop car on their own volition. They would be incredibly lucky to even be alive. Oh. You would have old Melty Skull. Yeah. Uh, melty skull. Skull. Melted skull. Paralyzed feet. Paralyzed footman. I mean, yeah. They Raccoon would be. eyes. So what I'm hearing so is that um, Home Alone is a miracle? It's a miracle movie, so maybe there is so some magic. So it is Christmas. It's Christmas magic. So it is Christmas. Santa did it. A Christmas <laughs> miracle. Yeah. Is Old Man Marley supposed to be Santa in this movie? No. No. He's not. Okay. He's like Kevin's John Candy. I wasn't sure. The guide. Yeah. There was a lot. I think there's a deeper I want a John Candy. thing to the old man because we kept <laughs> seeing we kept seeing the the scar, like the cut, mm -hmm. yeah. the band-aid. They like literally did He'd a been shot. Through some things. Yeah. They did a close-up shot of his to hand make bandage. sure to show his hand. Yep. And then never said anything about it. Yeah, because he came when he like ran into him in the drugstore and he had his hand all bandaged up right. and like the bandage was bloody, which yeah. Yeah, means and he, he was, must have been bleeding a lot because he was buying band-aids at the store. Right. Well, we don't know what he was, no, was, he was he buying that. Yeah. Box of band-aids. I don't remember. While he was buying a toothbrush. And yeah. then when he was in church, he like puts his hand and like pats Kevin or something yeah. and has a huge band-aid across the top of his hand, which is interesting. 
interesting because before the blood was under here, and now what he has he a bandit on the top is of his Is it hand. just blisters from so much snow shoveling? Oh, that's actually... Oh, how would you get a bandit on the top of your hand, then? You don't shovel it with the, like... I don't know. I haven't snow shoveled much. I don't know if there's, like, an underhanded kind of there's, technique of sorts. There's yeah. nothing when you're snow shoveling that requires you to use the top of your of your hand. Interesting. Hmm. Only the bottom, but... We'll never know. That's actually... Anyways, so they never really <laughs> explained it, but I think that his, like, relation... The same way that John Candy's, um, re- like, talking about, like, their as a parent, their relationship with a child... Mm-hmm. I mean, the old man is talking about like how Would his son Would you watch a movie about old man Marley, about his son? Probably not. No, I think this no. is enough. Um, Scrooge already exists. Well, it's definitely oh, like a Hallmark oh. movie. Yeah. Probably. Oh, The yeah. old man Marley Christmas? Mm-hmm. Yes. I wonder if that was actually a tie to Scrooge at all because of He's Jacob in Scrooge, Marley. Right? Isn't he in it? Oh. Isn't that character? Or maybe not. What? Marley? What are you is saying? A Marley is a character in Scrooge, Scrooge right? Yeah, Jacob yes. Marley. He's the first person to visit Scrooge. Is this supposed to be a Christmas Carol Part 2? Jacob uh, Marley's I don't know. There's return? nothing else. Why would they not have focused it on Tiny Tim? Why would they have focused it on Marley? Maybe Tiny Kevin Tim is, is Kevin McAllister's father. Whoa. Except that his would name be is quite Peter. a link. <laughs> <laughs> so we're probably wrong. And their last so. name is McAllister instead of Cratchit. Fine. It you said it right that time. Mary, good job. Crashes? <laughs> McAllister was McAllister. never the issue. <laughs> it was... <laughs> it was Maculay Cluckland. Maculay Cluckland. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> a Maculay Cluckland Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our Christmas episode oh, of The Movie Bin. Yeah. Our, fourth, our fourth episode, our last one of... The year. 2017. So thank you for joining us. We'll be back next year with a whole new season. I guess this was like a, a mini season. season. A mini series, this first yeah. four. Yeah. Right? Um, but we're taking hear, suggestions yeah. if you'd I like us them. to review some movies. If yeah, we go on. did a poll while we were oh, doing she did this. A poll. Um, well, Brian Schindler sent like seven. Hey, Brian Schindler. <laughs> Most of them hey, have magic in them. <laughs> okay. But oh, he did say the big green was his top choice, and we have Ooh, heard that before. The right? big green. green. Also, uh, Paul Chabai, a friend of ours, a friend of mine, Josh Fort, recommended Cool Runnings. <gasps> oh my gosh. Let's do Cool Runnings because it's winter. The Winter Olympics oh. are coming up. And the Winter Olympics up. are coming up. So Cool wow, Runnings could be wow. a good one to kick off the Feel the, the rhythm. With. Feel the rhyme. Right. Mainly because Come on in. Disney, Disney has the gall to say this is based on a true story. <laughs> is it? And they say it's based. Loosely based. based. That, <laughs> that is the extent. word. <laughs> That is the extent that it is based on a true story, is that one line. Because the rest of the movie, totally fabricated. Like, what is? All the characters and the names and everything. is John None of Candy. It's true. John Candy. The whole... <gasps> wow. A John oh. Candy streak. I think we're doing a good job of kind of keeping yeah. everybody connected here, guys. This is this good. Is well, by, by doing a good job, happy you mean it's happening by accident? A happy accident. Yeah. A Christmas miracle. So we watch Cool Runnings? So Cool Runnings will be our first, first movie of the new year. Sounds great. Merry Christmas, everyone. 